0: the buck sexton
1: show now let's make the freedom hunt a cooler place we're joined by our hip friend matt welch he is a libertarian he is the editor at large of reason magazine and of course writes for reason.com what's up matt let us borrow some of your cool for a minute
0: what's that sorry
1: i said let us borrow your cool for a minute but now i sound i had to repeat it so i sound less cool which makes me sad on the inside all right golden globes last night what's the libertarian libertarian hot take please
0: uh, first of all, that just—they uh, only allowed the uh, the dead people segment to cover two actors. That's really disappointing in a year that we had such uh, rich amounts of death. Um, <clears throat> I always uh, I, I, I get ready to have my cry on. I'm, I'm sitting there with my wine and I want to weep uh, bitterly at the passing of David Bowie or Prince or whatnot, and they just gave us Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher. But topic du jour is Meryl Streep, and my God. Let's just imagine for a second that you wake up in the morning thinking, I've got to stop the creeping authoritarianism of Donald Trump, because I kind of do wake up like that sometimes, right? So let's imagine that's what you want to do, and you think about, what can I do strategically to help this out? What, what, what am I scared of? And how can I stop it? So what you're scared of is that a rising tide of populist nationalism in which people lash out at perceived elites is going to wave, usher in some kind of proto-fascism. All right, let's, let's worry about that together. What do you do? Let's insult people for watching football and mixed martial arts. I mean, it can't possibly be less persuasive or less useful as a critique of Donald Trump. Right. If, if, in fact, your goal here is to do something about the thing that you're expressing uh, and signaling your dis, uh, distaste for
1: everyone that thought that that was a, a witty quip. When she said that if you take if you deport all the foreigners or whatever, or, you know, get rid of all the foreigners and the outsiders, I love that these people refer to themselves as outsiders. Like oh, yeah. I, I want to be a, if being an outsider means you get a a a fifteen million dollar mansion in Beverly Hills, I'll be an outsider all day, man. Sign me up. I want that beach house in Malibu as an outsider. But she says this. Everybody who thought that was a witty quip already agrees and thinks Trump is a monster. So it really isn't about. Giving a speech that has any effect, I think, or, or or is actually trying to achieve its ostensible goal, which is to convince people to sort of keep an eye on Trump. Everybody who says or who's clapping when she says things like that, they're already they're already ready for the Trump apocalypse.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, it's not only is, is she kind of, I mean, weirdly locating uh, the people inside the Beverly Hilton as the like the first and primary targets. Uh, you know, the vulnerable people that we need to protect, which is just uh, completely bizarre. But the types of people that she's talking about, some of those actors and screenwriters who have these uh, colorful, multi faceted uh, backgrounds, several countries, those are the type of people Donald Trump marries. Has <laughs> anyone noticed this? I mean, he married a Czech skier, he married a Slovenian model. He knows people on those types of visas, he marries them. Um, so Possibly, yeah, I, think that... it's,
1: I think it's time we, we come to grips with some justifiable xenophobia here When it comes to British actors playing what should clearly be American roles I'm sorry, I've had enough of it It's ridiculous You know, uh, what's that movie? Uh, uh, Black Hawk Down was on TV a, a, couple, a week or two ago And I was watching some of it because it's, it's a good movie But I I'm watching this This is about American Rangers and American Delta Force And all these guys are Brits It's unacceptable
0: I, I, I get that, but I would submit two counter-arguments, both of them very involved with the military. First is Princess Leah, played by the late Carrie Fisher, had a British accent for the first 20 minutes of Star Wars, and then just dropped it. it oh, you got
1: sense. rid of it? Really? i got to go check that out. I
0: love no, it. No, it. it's amazing. It's like, Lord Vader. I, I should have known it was you. You know, it's like, what? And then she's an American by, like, Act Two. Uh, and then the other one is the a terrific HBO series... Um, that I uh, commend to everyone. Uh, about 10 years ago, called Generation Kill, based on the book by Evan Wright, which is also very good. That um, sort of talks about the uh, the tedium of life as a uh, reconnaissance Marines unit. There, the lead in that who was awesome is Dutch playing an American, and he was great. I can't I can't fault that uh, portrayal even for a half a second. So. I get what you're saying, but there's a lot of bad stuff the other way. Especially my my wife being French, I'm uh, sensitive to this. We used to live in in Hollywood near the corner of Hollywood and Sunset. That's how uh, elite I am. Damn it! Although it was in kind of a meth shack, but. Um, uh, uh, oftentimes, French actors living in Hollywood can't get roles as French people because their accent isn't comically pepe le Pew enough. So they get the worst, like Americans or Brits say, oh, "But what are you talking about today?" And they're really pissed off because uh, they're keeping the uh, the French people out of work. So right. So the maybe,
1: right. maybe there's maybe there's hope for me then, pretending to be a Frenchman because my French accent is so pepe le Pew and terrible that no French person would ever recognize it as even being French. But nonetheless. I digress uh, what do you think of the of, of the Trump response to the IC report uh, saying that basically yeah Russia did hack and PS Trump they like you
0: uh, you know he seems really invested in making sure that uh, no one can in but first of all the report itself is terrible uh I, I, I say that as someone you know but maybe your listeners don't I mean I'm as big of a Putin hater uh, and lifelong, you know, anti-rusky as you can You find hated
1: out Putin there. before Putin hating was cool. It's true. Uh,
0: thank you. Uh I you know, i uh, I lived in former communist uh, places for uh, 8 years of my life and it's seared into my thinking. He's a a devilish man, but that report was like 13 pages on Russia today with a lot of out-of-date information about it, at least the, the part that the public got to see. And I understand that sources and methods are kind of difficult and, and all that stuff, but wow, is that unconvincing. So as that is uh, as one kind of important baseline, um, it's clear that Trump uh, will not uh, accept any interpretation of what happened in a way that would call uh, into question anything about his stirring historic victory his <laughs> landslide, as he keeps referring to it. Uh, so, and he's going to even, even, and especially in the teeth of all of this stuff, he keeps tweeting out praise for Putin and and praise for uh, you know the upcoming uh, wonderfulness of uh, bilateral relations. Um, he's going to smash our faces into his new version of this relationship, and it's just odd because regardless of whether you think there's a, some new path available to bilateral relations, and that's, a, that's something that uh, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton deluded themselves into thinking right after they got elected that George W. Bush could look into his eyes and, and do business with Vladimir Putin. People have been there before. I uh, strobe Talbot back during Clinton was like that. I mean, it's, it's a recurrent thing in American policy. Regardless of whether you think that's true, even after all of these demonstrations to the contrary, Vladimir Putin is an expansionist, irredentist, person whose politics is all based on recapturing the lost glory, um, uh, the, the, the wound that's been, that's been lopped off by the demise of the Soviet Union. So don't praise him. Just don't. He, he's not praiseworthy. He's an active menace uh to all countries that border him uh and he's an active menace also in places where the Soviet Union used to control in central europe places like hungary uh so it's just he's not praiseworthy and it's and it's distressing uh, that uh, a president elect of the united states of freaking america uh is praising someone if you're going to shift american foreign policy to realism and i'm good with that and there's a lot of people involved in his uh transition team and perspective State Department and whatnot that are like that. Katie McFarland, she's a realist. I get it. You can't base realism on fantasy. That's the problem. And it's fantasy to treat Putin as a friend and someone who has any good shared interest with us. That's just not so.
1: Speaking of fantasy, real quick, like fifteen seconds, quick. Should I go see La La Land with my girlfriend now, or should I say, Nah, not for me, honey.
0: I uh, go see it just because I'm a California patriot. I haven't seen it yet. That song didn't seem so good to me, so I'm a little bit worried, but it looks really pretty.
1: Where should everyone go to read the latest Matt Welch genius stuff? Go at Matt Welch
0: on Twitter or Reason.com every day.
1: Reason.com, everybody. Check it out. Our libertarian buddy, Matt Welch, holding it down for liberty. One day we'll have you on to talk about the difference between liberty and libertine, but that'll be another time. Matt Welch, you're the man, sir. Thank you for joining. Great to have you as always